episode five. Now what? Hey everyone and welcome to my podcast, Me, Myself and My Vagina. My name is Catherine and I want to break the taboo about talking vaginas and share my experience of being a woman at motherhood, including the good, the bad, the ugly and everything in between. Please remember that the conversations in this podcast have been created as a platform to educate, inform and share information related to women's health and well-being, including topics that I feel are often ignored or women are too embarrassed to talk about. The podcast should not be used as a substitute to seeking professional health or medical advice. So it's quite hard to describe that feeling, that first moment when you, you meet your daughter or son um, for the first time, the, the kind of the love that you feel, it just kind of just takes over. Um, when I first met my daughter, it wasn't exactly the fairy tale meeting that I was expecting, Um I think I was just so exhausted from the the labour, um, you know, having a forceps of delivery or the commotion that happens in the delivery room when that decision is made that I kind of was just so overwhelmed by the moment that I just started crying as soon as she would put on some, was put on my chest. Um, but you just are in awe of the baby, you know, the fact that you've just created such a Oh, such a cute little thing. You, you just can't can't really believe it. Um, and it is kind of love at first sight, you know. Nothing can really ever prepare you for that, I suppose. Uh, and that kind of feeling just never goes away, you know. Even now, I look at uh, my daughter and think, blimey, I made you. How did I do that? Obviously, I know how it happened, but you know what I mean. It's just that, I don't know, that realisation, really, that you've kind of have done it. Um, leaving hospital, oh gosh, that's a big moment, isn't it? So I remember when Emily was in the car seat on the bed, I was waiting for my husband to, to come and pick us up. Um, and obviously you, you kind of pack your bags and off you go, you kind of trot down the uh, corridor. And, uh, I remember sitting in the car and just thinking, oh, okay, this is kind of it now, you know, we're parents. Um, now what? It's, it's such a weird sensation. So our first trip after the hospital was actually to Tesco's because I um, was in hospital for four days after having Emily. Um, there was nothing wrong with us. It was just um, the fact that we couldn't, we couldn't breastfeed. Um, we ended up being on the bottle, uh, which was the best decision I ever made, if I'm honest. Um, but because of that, obviously, they were quite concerned that potentially she wasn't getting any uh, nutrients or uh, milk. So we were in there for a little while. Um, but I remember the... Two things um, that the midwife told me as we were leaving, one of which was remember to do your pelvic floor. And I was like, yeah, no problem. You know, you kind of a bit of blase about that, really, I think. And the second was contraception. And she must have just seen my face because I just looked at her and then she said, you'll be surprised about how many people actually come back like nine months later. And I'm thinking, absolutely not. You know, I've just pushed out an £8.12 baby. There's no way that is happening anytime soon you know I'm sore I've got stitches I'm still bleeding it's just like that's the last thing on my mind but I hadn't realized and maybe you had but you can actually get pregnant three weeks after giving birth three weeks man that's just insane um I wasn't thinking about sex three weeks after the baby I can tell you that now for sure um gosh that's just even surprised me you know that was quite a surprise to me to be honest um so off we trotted down the uh down the corridor 
um, into the car, and then obviously we'd done Tesco shop, um, and then uh, we arrived at home. And I remember putting Emily in the floor, uh, obviously still in the car seat, and then um, myself and my husband kind of sat on the sofa. And I remember kind of just looking at him, looking at her, and just thinking, whoa, like now what we're parents we've kind of got responsibility it's just you, you just needed that moment to kind of take it in I suppose and you know there's no book every day is pretty much a school day even now I'm learning um you know every phase of life that you have with your son or daughter it's just it's madness you know one minute you think yeah I've got this parenting lark and then something just throws you and you just think yeah I haven't um but it's just a, a different world, I suppose, when you have a child. Um, nothing can kind of really prepare you, I don't think. I mean, you can read all the books, but is it really a reality? I don't know. Sometimes um, the only advice I'd actually give is just following your gut. And to be honest, you, you'll know your child, you know, you know your baby as they grow up. And I remember someone saying to me once that you'd recognise their cries and I was like, how do you know that? Because, you know, obviously they can't tell you if there's something wrong, but it's so true. I remember distinctively that Emily had a completely different cry for when she wanted food to when she was just hungry or to when she just actually just wanted to cuddle. Um, Yeah, it's amazing. Your instinct kind of really does kind of kick out to kick in, I suppose. Um. I think as well, the, the the advice that I can would give to people or to new mums or parents would be, you know, just try and get a routine really as, as soon as possible. Don't get me wrong, like, the routine is pretty hard to stick to, but, you know, it's just something that you've kind of found that I kind of worked for me or for us. Um, it's just a strange moment because in that first couple of weeks, I don't really remember much of what's happened. You're just kind of taking each day as it comes. Um but it is really just to kind of about getting to know, I suppose, your baby getting to know you and you getting to know your baby. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was obviously having had a episiotomy, um, like the stitches. Um, I remember actually, because um, it stung so much, I remember a friend of mine saying that if you actually tried going to the toilet backwards, so if you actually, or frontwards even, so you're facing towards like the toilet seat, and if you actually pour water at the same time, because it dilutes the uh, the wee, and then therefore that kind of potentially stops the stinging. And um, it did actually work. Um, and it's just really like the the whole getting used to your new body, I suppose. Um, I remember um, having a, um, a blood clot. So basically um, I went to the toilet and on my um, sanitary towel was just a massive blood clot. And I was thinking, oh my God, like I hadn't really been told anything about this, if I'm honest. And um, to suddenly see like a blood clot, I suppose it was about the size of a 50p. It was quite shocking. So I had my midwife six week check, I think a couple of days um, after that. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Do I tell them, you know, how do I tell the midwife? Is this something, is this normal? Does this happen? What is it? Why is this falling out for me kind of thing? You just, you know, you just have loads of questions. So I was like, oh my God, like, do I keep it? Do they want to see it? So I thought, oh no, that's just proper weird. So I took a photo of it, which looking back is probably even weirder. But um, so I remember to, like the midwife arrived and I remember showing it like saying about this flood clot. She was like, yeah, yeah, it's all quite normal. You know, if it's the size of an orange, then you've got to start worrying about it. And I was like, um, 
I don't think it was, but I've got a photo. Do you want to see it? She was like, no, you're right. <laughs> a bit like, oh, okay. Um, but it's just, it's just weird because all these things are happening to your body. And obviously it's the recovery process from actually giving birth because um, I don't know whether you know, but your body actually can take up to a year to actually recover from pregnancy. And I think that is where we kind of had a misunderstanding about it because it's not like a broken leg. So if you have a broken leg, you know, you go through that emotion of obviously having the plaster on it, then you go for your rehab, your physio or whatever. But because it's outside of your body, you can actually see the healing process. Obviously, because with the, with the pregnancy, everything is inside, you kind of think you've recovered, but in fact, you might not be. And sometimes we don't give our bodies enough time. And I, I certainly fell into that bracket of not giving my body enough time because I wanted to kind of just get back to, when I say normal life, I mean as in my fitness life again. So I could probably could honestly say I probably did go to exercise kind of too soon. Um, but that was just kind of a bit of a lack of education, I suppose. Um, but particularly in your six week check, I mean, I just remember kind of lying on the, um, in the surgery on the bed and obviously they checked my stitches and they're like, yeah, everything's kind of, you know, everything's healing nicely. And you just assume kind of that's, that's how things kind of are going to be. There's, you know, it's not exactly going to look nice down there but you know I think it is important that you know your your body in a sense that if you notice any changes any just you know discharge any leaking you know there's all these things we just shouldn't be afraid or embarrassed to talk about um I just wish I was paid a bit more attention um during that six week check um you know there's particularly if you want to start exercising um the gp might not necessarily have all the answers but i'd like to think that they they'll be able to direct you in into a place where they you know they can kind of give the answers or like the physios or anything like that um you know things like to talk about really would be like your contraception ideas or um options because for me having a prolapse i can't actually um use a uh, coil because I can't get it up I can't get it up there basically and it doesn't stay up there and it's the same with a tampon I can't use tampons um either um I was never really a big fan of it so it doesn't really make any difference to me but you know for some people that can be kind of quite chain like quite you know a big thing um so it's all kind of just finding out really about what is what is your new normal I suppose um And just don't be afraid of it. You know, you've kind of got to embrace it. You know, you've just given birth. You've created a baby. You know, it's it's a major thing. And it's such an amazing thing as well that it's kind of is there are going to be these changes and and recovery does take a, a quite a while. So it's really is just kind of allowing yourself time to do that. Um you know, you've got the emotional side. Gosh, I think I was a bit of an emotional wreck, really, because obviously you're trying to get used to having a baby, you know, the, the joys, the, the, the ups and the downs of being, you know, a new mum, um, you know, lack of oh, sleep deprivation. No one can tell you about that. My God, that is just, well, I don't, I, yeah, that's just the worst. I can't really put it into to words, but to be honest, sleep deprivation and me do not get on at all. Um, you know, I love my sleep. Um, but you just kind of learn to cope really, I suppose, with, in a way, you don't really have a choice. You know, you've got something. You've got a, a, another person to to look after and be responsible for. Um, but it, it really is just kind of taking your time. You know, getting used to 
having a baby you know getting used to the routine of having a baby getting used to their routine you know in, enjoy it you know they grow up so quickly you know in a blink of an eye Emily's now at school you know um that it is that moment I do you know it really quite kind of sticks out I just remember sitting there and just thinking my gosh like now what you know it, life does change there's no there's no way around it but it's such an amazing change, you know. There are highs and lows to parenting, but I wouldn't change it, you know. I wouldn't have it any other way, you know. And I'm lucky to have a daughter, you know. There's some people who might not be able to have children or choose not to have children, which is, you know, totally fine. It's a, you know, it's a life choice at the end of the day. But I'm so glad that I have experienced that. And just watching every day Emily grow up and develop is 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 really amazing, to be honest. Um but it's daunting, don't get me wrong, it is daunting. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Feel free to follow me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Remember, if you feel that something's not quite right down uh, with your body or your mind, never be embarrassed or scared to ask for help. Help and support is out there. It's just about taking that first step. Please know that you are not on your own. Thank you for listening. Take care and see you next time.